What's up, Braves Nation? This is the Sports Ethos Braves Podcast. I'm your host, John McKay, and I have one of my best friends in the world over there. On the other side, it's Jeremy Bell. Jeremy, what's up? Hey, how are you? Another good day to talk about the Braves, a good winning streak, and let's keep going, right? The Braves are streaking, and I'm not talking the bad kind. <laughs> no, they don't show those on TV anymore, by the way, streaking. Mm. No, just kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, some fans like to streak across the field, but ho- hopefully they keep their clothes on. Yeah, they do. That's exactly right. Yeah, boy, they are. Uh, it was a uh, a good series against the Rockies, and um, a little bit of uh, you know a little bit of history with with uh, some games at Coors <laughs> Field that you would have never expected. But uh, you know, I'll I'll take to be on the winning side of the history. It's, it, that's definitely a good thing. And the Braves have won two extra innings games, Jeremy. Uh, shocker. Um, and, you know, and, and we'll, we'll dive into this, but, you know, Friday night, Friday night we go into extra innings at, what, zero to zero. Uh, yep. Who would have thought Who would have thought that, by the way? Uh, and then we ended up winning the game three to one. And then Saturday we turn around and do the same thing, and it's one to one. Only the second time in Coors Field, history that a game has gone extra innings at zero to zero uh and not many games if i recall that had gone one to one and then we actually scored runs i was totally shocked that we got that runner you know when um it was zero zero uh mm-hmm. and i believe it was uh harris at the plate uh in the in the, the top of the tent he mm-hmm. came up and he immediately was going to square around a bunch and I was like, what in the world is going on here? I knew then we were, we were, you know, I thought, okay, we're going to win the game because we're going to get the runs home. And then, you know, we just end up scoring, scoring, scoring. He didn't bunt him over, by the way. Uh, that was just a decoy, I guess. But mm-hmm. anyway, you know, as it turned out, we get the run home. We get a few more runs home. And, and uh, you know, wow. And then on uh, Saturday night, the same thing. And, um, you know, Adam Duvall, uh, huge homer there. And, uh, you know, you're as we talked about last week. You're just never safe with the number of runs you get at Coors Field. No. Uh, and on Sunday, that kind of that kind of showed as well. And uh, with Ronald getting a homer, uh, that that made the, the 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 win even more sweeter. But it was just that one run, that one extra run that you needed. And guess what? That's all it took. So you know, just to you know, hey, surprising. Uh, pitching was good, but just a good overall series uh, on the road. And uh, we finally get to come back home. We finally got a day off, finally get to come yeah. back home and, and uh, take on uh, the American League bunch, the A's, and then the Pirates later on in the week. I didn't know what to do with myself yesterday. Um... <laughs> Me either. I don't think I even watch TV. I think um, I usually try to catch some other baseball games, but I had a meeting and then uh, my son had come in. Uh, from being with his girlfriend, and so we were just talking and talking, and finally I said, you know, I'm going. Well, I said we all just went to bed, uh, so we didn't have anything else to do, you know. <laughs> yep. Um, a little bit of more history about Friday night. Do you know who the last team that the other the only other um, zero zero game in uh, Coors Field history was pitched? It was against the Dodgers in 2008. Okay. I, I, okay. Do you know who that pitcher was for the Dodgers? Um, gosh, you know, you, you could go probably Clayton Kershaw, but that's probably not right. Greg Maddox. Uh, 
Greg Matt. Wow. Okay. Huh. Well, you know, Maddox certainly had, and, and Glavin, those guys had their success at Coors Field. Um, I believe the um, 95 World Series, uh, the opening round, uh, they had to play Colorado, uh, if oh, I recall. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so they, they certainly had their success, you know, at Coors Field. But then again, they certainly have not had success there either. You ask any pitcher and they would tell you. But, uh, you know, to, to go 0-0, zero, zero, uh, I mean, I, I just – honestly, I was just sitting there going, wow. Yeah. And then you get Max Fried, who pitches eight innings, and then we're, you're thinking, okay, we're only – you know, we're going to get a run. That's all. We're only going to need one bullpen guy. You know, we're going to we're gonna bring in, you know, probably Kenley Jansen. And and so it's like, oh, okay, now we got to go more because we're going extra innings. Mm-hmm. All we did was, you know, an extra pitcher. You know, Mentor had a great ninth. Uh, Kenley came in and got the save. Uh, in you know in the in the tenth inning, so you know, but Max going eight innings, and and again it was one of those Apple TV nights. Yep. Uh, I, you know, I I like listening to the the Valley Sports guys, you know, Chip Carey and and um, uh, Jeff Francoeur, and, and you know, on this road trip's been Brian Jordan and uh, Peter Mullen. Mm-hmm. But I like listening to those guys. Of course, the radio guys are always going to be the same. But when I listen to the Apple TV guys more or less what I don't like on the Apple TV guys is they give me all these little stats at the bottom of the screen mm-hmm. of whether or not you're going to ground into the, ch- the percentage of you grounding into a double play or the percentage of you striking out or a percentage of hitting a home run. I'm like, how the world do you know that? I mean, you can't tell. There's a hundred percent chance he could ground into to a double play. There are 50, 50 chance he could ground into mm-hmm. a double play. I mean, there's all that. And I, I, I was getting kind of tired, but I, I turned it over. Um, and and got I got home and, and I was kind of keeping up with it on the app and I got home and I turned it over and I see where Max's pitch count was and I was like wow uh, I was like Max that's a that's a you know he was I mean there for a while he almost could have gone nine innings mm-hmm. um, it looked like he was headed that way but the pitch count was very very good uh, and he went eight and he was strong again you know only one walk and four strikeouts and then Mentor came in with. Uh, with two strikeouts of his own, and Jansen came in with two, two strikeouts of his own. So, uh, you know, overall, that was that was great. And you figure, and, and the other thing that got me, too, is you figure that with that 17 games that we played in a row without a day off, you figure some of these guys were going to start uh, being tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looked to me like they were in pretty good shape. Now, Colorado was in worse shape of their own because they'd thrown in a couple of doubleheaders in there. Yeah, uh, and so their bullpen was really taxed, and I, I, I was thinking all weekend if we have to, if we can chase the starter early and get to their bullpen, I think we will definitely uh, have the advantage. And of course, when did we get the advantage? We got the advantage in the extra innings, mm-hmm. uh, and and that that really helped. But but uh, but wow, a zero zero game. And I told my son we were we were kind of joking about it. Who'd have thought at Coors Field that had been zero zero? I'd have thought more like nine to nine. Yeah, uh, going into extra innings, but uh, you know nobody, nobody got any runs, no, no touchdowns. You know, from Thursday night, we got <laughs> touchdowns and no extra points. We got none of that. Uh, it was zero zero. It was a pitcher's duel, and and you can never say a pitcher's duel in Colorado, never. And no. then you turn around the next night, and it turns out to be another pitcher's duel. You know, yep. it's like what is going on? <laughs> um, I think, I think the pitching uh, count was. 102. Yeah, I think he went. 
Uh, it was 102, 103, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, and then um, I think the night, but the night before was it. Um, anyway, that, they've been going around that 102, 103 mark. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that was, you know, hey, that's, that's fine. Um, you know, because he went back out there in the eighth uh, with somewhere in that 85 range, uh, you know, and then uh, ended up getting out of it, you know, again. But, you know, Max, it's, it's just, you know, like getting better with age. Uh, you know, it's like the, the fine wine, you know, he's getting better with age. And it was, <laughs> now look, he may go out his next game and you hope not and may throw a, a dud. And that's going to happen as a pitcher. You're going to get those games. Mm. But boy, oh boy. Um, you know, Max is the type that he could go out and throw 25 pitches in one inning and come back the next inning and throw six, you know, and then all of a sudden right. his pitch count is 30 through two innings, and you're like, oh, that's 15 an inning. That's okay. Well, he threw 25 in one inning, you know. So, anyway, uh, Charlie Morton kind of had that on Sunday. Uh, you know, he, he threw a bunch of pitches in one inning, but then ended up getting to the fifth inning, right. uh, which was good. So, uh, anyway, it's – you know, it, it was good. Oh, good game. I mean, what else can you ask for? They they got runs uh, late, but they got runs when they needed them, scoring with two outs and, and everything. So, uh, good game overall again on Friday night. But, I, I, you know, hats off to Max Free once again for a great pitching effort. I know we usually pick an offensive guy for the player of the game or the player that stood out to us, but I'm going to throw my vote in there for Max Freed for this game. Well, I would, too. Um, you know, you spread it around a little bit. You know, Dancy Swanson had a good game. Again, Dancy hitting in that second spot. And, you know, we talked about early in the year of how Dancy is that guy who could um, who struggle, who could struggle, and you turn around and you bat him, you know, seventh or eighth, and all of a sudden he starts hitting the ball, and then he's back up in that two spot again. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's where he is. And, you know, he had three hits. He was three of four. Uh, Ronald with another good game of, of two for four. Um, you know, Matt Olson's bat starting to come alive a little bit. He struggled. Uh, so, you know, Arcia getting the uh, starting nod at, at second base struggled, which was unusual for him uh, because he had been uh, pretty good. But, uh, you know, if I had one person to pinpoint, I would say Max Free, that'd be my player of the game. He didn't get the win out of it, but mm -hmm. he went eight innings in a time that we needed to give that bullpen a little bit of a rest. Right. Uh, and the time, you know, Kenley, Kenley Jensen wasn't available Saturday night uh, just because he had uh, thrown, uh, you know, and, and he's a guy that, that is, you know, gotten better with age, but he has got some age on him. And so he's a guy that doesn't need to pitch. Personally doesn't need to pitch, you know, back-to-back -back games, but he does, but definitely doesn't need to pitch back-to-back-to-back -back games. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, but, but Max going eight innings, that certainly helped and only having to use one – one extra guy in the bullpen to go extra innings, uh, that certainly helped too. But, but yeah, I would, I would point that to Max Freed and, and give him uh, another, another nod, just another feather in his cap for what he's done over his career with the Braves. Um, so the Braves didn't win in the extra innings game, 3-1. Uh, By the way, that was their first extra inning game win of the year, okay? Yeah. They're doing a lot of first this week. Yeah, they uh, – you know, we've only played, what, 50-something games, but it feels like we've lost all 400 of the extra inning games. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, moving on to Saturday, the Braves um, throw Spencer Strider out there against Kyle Freeland. Yeah, like. that's so, it. You got it. And the Braves didn't win 6-2 um, in 11. Yeah. They, they go yeah, one and, extra inning. 
Yeah, they um they ended up using you know just about everybody. And it's a good thing Max Fried went eight innings the night before because yeah. they end up having to use everybody. Spencer, um, and again, you know, if you are not, if you have never been to Colorado and you have never pitched in that high altitude that you got, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you asked, uh, there are some football players who have had medical issues uh, playing in Denver uh, and can't play in Denver because of that high altitude. And if you ask, you know, the ball does different things, uh, you know, as a, as a player, uh, you're just not used to that. So you're, uh, you, you know, your stamina may not be as good. And Spencer on, on um, Saturday night struggled. Mm-hmm. Um, he walked five guys, his split, but, you know, uh, walked uh, his ball to strike ratio was, was the same, basically. I mean, it was, he had thrown as many strikes as he'd thrown balls and that's never a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in, um, in a hundred pitch game, you would love it to be about 70, 30, you know, right. in that strikeout to balls, but his, at one point he had been up to about 60, almost 70 pitches in about 35, 35. Uh, and it showed he walked five guys, but oh, by the way, they only scored one run off of him. Okay, right. right. Uh, so you you look back at that and you think, well, he still pitched pretty good, and he did. But they only scored one run, uh, and he only oh oh by the way, he only gave up two hits. Okay, right. that was good, but he did walk five guys, and I think one of those did come back to haunt him. Uh, but he struck out five. So you know, he being a guy, his stamina uh, as far as starting pitching goes is just getting going. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, you throw a guy out there, and he does go four innings, uh, and they got out there and tried to get him to go, I believe, the uh, the, the fifth. but he Or, no, he didn't. He didn't come out for the fifth. Um, but but he's tried to go the fifth before. And once he gets past that 75 range, he starts to struggle, and he starts to walk people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's just the, over the course of time, it's going to get better and better to where you're going to see 80 pitches 85, 90, 95. You know, right now he's in a what you might classify as spring training. Right. Um, you know, these are where these guys come in and they're only throwing about 50, you know, 50, 55, and then they get up to 60, and then they get to 70. You know, well, that's what he's doing, basically. Um, and to me, when Spencer comes in to pitch, you know, this might have been a good time for like a Bryce Elder to come back and, and pitch. You know, you go Strider four innings and you go Elder four innings, and you've got yourself two guys who have, have thrown eight innings. Right. Um, but he went four, and then Chavez came in and just absolutely shut him down. Yeah. Um, uh, my son and I were, were kind of ja- laughing at that, too. And, and first of all, how old Chavez is, how many years he's been around the league, and the fact that he just comes in, and he's like Strider. Um, I mean, you would love a guy like Jesse Chavez because for, an, for a, a team that hits the ball – if Chavez is coming in, he's going to go in, he's going to get the ball, he's going to step on the mound, he's going to throw it. I mean, he's going to do it all in a span of like one second. He's going to just boom, 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 boom. And offensively, you love those guys. Defensively, you do too because you're always on your toes. But he came in and pitched two innings. Um, you know, McHugh came in and pitched an inning and two-thirds and struck out three guys. Will Smith finishing up with an inning, with I mean, a third of an inning. And then O'Day, Mentor, and Stevens all shut them down. Uh, and, you know, zeros on the board and only one run, and that was, you know, uh, what Spencer Strider did. So, uh, again, another great bullpen effort 
but uh, you know, you look back at at the game. Everybody, everybody was you know good with hits, uh, but Adam Duvall got the biggest hit of them all, and that's the home run, and that uh, is what propelled them. Austin Riley with another good game. So um, you know, good game all around. Uh, you know, another great bullpen bullpen game. But uh, um, you know, it's a good thing we got the day off yesterday because we probably do need to give the bullpen a break. Yeah. <laughs> um. I have a question for you. So yes. I heard I can't remember who it was talking about. Kenley Jansen threw a fa- the home run he gave up to Blackman. Charlie Blackman, mm-hmm. go go Yellow Jackets. Um, right. It normally it wouldn't be like that. He he gave up a bomb and it was he did his pitch. It didn't move like it normally does. Do you think no. Strider because of the air in Colorado? Yes. Do you think yeah. Strider's was off because of the air in yeah. Colorado? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. If you. If if you ask probably uh, any pitcher that has been to been to Colorado to pitch, uh, pitches don't move. Now some people say that you know their pitches move even more, mm-hmm. uh, but sometimes it can come out a little flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and what I mean by that is the ball's just not moving. Uh, I mean you can see it coming out of their hand. It's just a just a straight flat shot into the into the mitt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't. You know, normally a fastball is going to move to some degree. You know, um, it's going to rise. It's going to, you know, it's going to sink. It's going to do something. But flats just pretty much right down the middle, not moving at all. And, of course, what's that, what are they doing? They're killing it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're hitting the ball out. So, yes, I do think uh, that was the case. And, again, in that air, um, you're having to use a whole lot more of other things, too, uh, because, you know, it's hard to get your breath you know, times. Uh, so, you know, it, it's tough. And I, I do think he struggled. Uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see uh, him coming back and pitching. Uh, and I'm not sure. He's probably going to get one of the starts over the weekend, I guess, uh, because um, Freed's going uh, on Friday night. So he's probably going to get Saturday starting job. Uh, and we'll talk about that later in the week. But I'll be interested to see I bet you'll see a lot of things different about Spencer Strider come Saturday when he gets back out on the mound, and that is that ball will be moving, that ball will be a lot more crisp. Uh, but, yeah, definitely definitely struggles when it's Colorado because of that air. Uh, you know, it's that high-altitude, heavy air, uh, and, boy, that ball just won't move as good as it, as it is. Some pitchers have success, but if you ask anybody, and any Colorado pitcher, you know, normally a Colorado pitcher, for them, a good ERA – is about four and a half, right? Um, because of of the amount of runs that they score, his ERA somewhere else might be two and a half, mm-hmm. uh, just because you know he has better command and better control. So uh, I was again, that's why I was kind of surprised that not a whole lot more runs were scored uh, in the in the series uh, than what. Well, now you look back thirteen, <laughs> you know thirteen on on Thursday night, and then you know we got more, we got eight runs. On, on Sunday, but in between, uh, you know, the, we just weren't scoring runs until we needed to at the end, and I get it. We did score in extra innings, but, uh, you know, it wasn't – and I think the, the announcers were all surprised at how less of runs were being scored. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyway, but that, I think that just has to do with what goes on in that, that air. It's just different. It's just different. Yep. I, that's, that's what I was thinking, but I wanted to bring that up with you and see what yeah. you um, yeah. So the Braves ended up winning six to two in eleven innings. Um, who was your standout for this game? Well, you look at um, you know 
I, I, I got to go Adam Duvall. I've given him a lot of heartache probably over the last couple of weeks because he struggled. Um, but he hit the big homer. Uh, had, you know, uh, had two, uh, two RBIs, had two runs, two hits. Uh, you know, Michael Harris had a couple hits again. Uh, you know, outstanding Austin Riley again. Middle of the order, top of the order did not. Top of the order struggled. Uh, mm-hmm. But the bottom part of the order, uh, from Austin Riley down, so your three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine hitters all got hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, Contreras, um, you know, that guy can hit the ball. I'm, I'm not sure, but that, that guy seems to be like he just comes up and keeps hitting the ball, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Uh, you know, he, he, had a, he had a hit, a run, an RBI, a walk. You know, he's uh, appearing on base quite a bit, which is good. But uh, I, I'd say Adam Duvall. And, you know, Adam's um, been struggling, and, and, and they've been trying to, you know, do many different things. They've moved him down in the lineup to that eight spot. Can you imagine? <laughs> you look at the lineup. At the bottom of the lineup, you've got Contreras, who's mm-hmm. been absolutely hot. And now this, that's just this game. So, so let's look. You know, you had Acuna, Acuna and Dansby at the top. And Austin Riley batting third. That's great. Matt Olson got in that cleanup spot, and I'll be Ozzy Albies followed. Well, normally you would think in the bottom of a lineup, oh, the six, seven, eight guys are coming up. Well, that's Ozuna, who's been playing well. That's Contreras, who's hitting, you know, over 300, I believe. And then that's Duvall, who's got power. And then you throw the rookie Michael Harris in there, and it's like you don't get any rest. No. You don't, you don't get an easy bottom of the lineup. And wow, it's just. I actually just uh, was just looking at that. I didn't realize that that uh, I knew the lineup had changed, but but that's not a lineup. You know, you want to say, all right, and you know, got the third inning. We're coming up on the third inning, and it's the bottom of the order. Ugh, that's a, not a bottom of the order you want to face. Yeah, Duvall strikes out a lot, but Duvall hit a home run. He can hit home runs. He had thirty something homers last year with a hundred RBI. Right. Uh, and that's a guy batting eight. Okay, William Contreras is amongst the leaders in catchers who doesn't play every day in home runs, by the way. He's batting seventh. And then you got a rookie with great speed and can hit the ball. He's batting ninth. And then if you want to compound the whole thing, you got to start all the way back at the top again. And you got Acuna, who's back over 300 with his average. And he, he gets a home run on Sunday. You know, you throw all that in there, and, and it's just not an easy – to me, it's not an easy lineup. Uh, it's been underrated, I think, in the very beginning of this year. But it looks to me like they're starting to heat it up a little bit, which is really good. This may be controversial, and I'm sorry, Brian York of Region 1 Sports, if you get uh, <laughs> get upset with us. But I think the Braves have the better Contreras. Um, I believe the Braves have the better Contreras right now, yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it may be because – uh, Wilson Contreras has caught a lot of games, uh, and you know he, you know those legs uh, aren't as good. The Cubs aren't as good, obviously. Uh, you know they they've had their fair share of struggles. Um, you know not like they, you know they're back to their old ways. Uh, so um, and and I can say that I, I you know I grew up with uh, you know watching the Cubs and Rick Sutcliffe and uh, those guys on WGN and Ron Say and. And uh, you know some of those um, some of those great players that they had, mm-hmm. and Andre Dawson, and and never being able to win. So them getting World Series is great, but you know they've kind of returned back to their ways, and that is they don't want to spend any money, uh, they don't want to get any anybody. They're letting everybody go, and 
I'm surprised Contreras is not going to be the next guy to potentially go in a trade deal somewhere uh, just because somebody needs a good hitting catcher. But I would say right now we do have the better uh, Contreras. And I'll take this Contreras, the William Contreras right now, definitely over Wilson Contreras. I will say the Cubs do have a former Braves prospect who I was really high on. I'm not as high on him anymore, but I still like him a lot in Bryce Ball. He was a first baseman yeah. in, uh, in Rome. I, he had gotten up to Gwinnett. Or, no, I'm sorry, Rome. Yeah. And I yeah. believe he's with South Bend Cubs right now. Um, okay. But I was really high on him. And, yeah. Right. Yeah, well, you know, again, prospects, you know, that's, that's what they are, prospects. You just never know how they're going to be. And, and uh, Braves have gotten lucky with some and, and unlucky with others, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's all in the scouting. But, um, you know, again, Right now, I'll, I'll definitely take this Contreras over over the other one for sure. Funny story, he can't. He, um, uh, Jock Peterson came in that deal, and I was like, Jock Peterson, why? Why? At the time, yes, stand that. <laughs> now I do. <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I was the same way. I thought, well, if that's going to be the only thing we've done, oh no, uh, we could be in trouble. And then all of a sudden, it turns out. You know, we, we also picked up Soler and, and, and Eddie Rosario at, at one point, too. And, and, and I was like, well, okay, Eddie, you know, we, we don't need him until later in the year. And, of course, that's when he started started in, in Soler the same way. And, and uh, you know, and then Jock Peterson was, um, I mean, uh, wow. You know, I, we actually went to the playoff game in Milwaukee, and, and I believe it was Jock Peterson who hit the home run in Milwaukee or got a – got a huge hit there and and then started wearing those pearls uh which was was kind of uh odd too but you know he made it look good i yeah. just um i just don't want him to be in my fantasy football league that's all um so i i definitely don't because i'm as competitive as anybody in in the old i don't do much fantasy stuff anymore i used to uh many years ago but i don't anymore but I'm as competitive as anybody, mm-hmm. and I definitely don't want Jock Peterson in my fantasy football league. I don't think – I guess I don't want Tommy Pham either. And and who knows? Maybe – I mean, I love Mike Trout to death, but I, I don't know that I could have him be commissioner either uh, because he's not handling the league very well. He would Will Smith <laughs> you in a heartbeat. He would Will Smith you – not the Braves Will Smith, but no. the other guy. Yeah, <laughs> the other guy. Yes, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. That's funny, though, by the way. <laughs> um. I know this is off topic, but uh, another trade that the Braves did. Um, who was the pitcher, the reliever from Pittsburgh that they got? That, um, that would be uh, Rodriguez, Rich Rod. Now, Rich, I yeah. was I was upset with that one because I was actually I had a friendship kind of deal with uh, Ricky Devito, and okay, he, and he had been tra- uh, traded in that trade too, so I was kind of upset. I actually got his right. jersey when he was at Rome, so I huh. All right, look at that. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of that one myself. I wasn't a huge fan. I I don't think that one worked out as well as what they thought it was going to. Uh, and, of course, that's a guy that's not there anymore anyway to begin with. So, um, you know, trying to shore up the back end of the bullpen. Um, you know, to me, I would have loved to have seen Mark Melanson come back. Uh, yeah. And he had a great year with the Padres. But all is said and done, Will Smith was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and – and and now Kenley Jansen. I, I, the only thing that I don't like about Kenley Jansen is, for me, 
as a infielder, he takes way too long to pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, if, if there's going to be a pitch clock on it next year, um, <laughs> can you imagine? He is going to have to speed it up, mm-hmm. definitely, because I don't know how long they're talking about making it, if they're going to do it or not. And, of course, they're going to they're plan on doing away with shifts, uh, yep. which that, I think, is going to change the whole game as well. Um, so, you know, maybe I'm getting a little more comfortable with the shift. Don't tell that to anybody, by the way. Um, I'm not comfortable with the extra innings, even though we've won two in a row. Now, if we win ten in a row, maybe I'll, I'll take it, but, <laughs> but not right now. Um, but, but Will Smith was fantastic out of the back end of that bullpen and being the closer. Uh, so, you know, hindsight, looking at that, uh, you know, he, he was pretty good. He struggled. You know, I think uh, this, this weekend, too, uh, it seemed like Mr. Umpire was, um, was a little more of, wow, that's not a strike or this or that. It seemed like both, both sides were a little frustrated with the umpiring on uh, this weekend in Colorado. So, uh, no robot ups, so though, please. I definitely don't want that. I, I still like my, my human being out there. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember the radio guys talking about one of the – I can't remember what game it was, but he was he had a real tight strike zone. Yeah, that would have been um, Saturday night, if I recall. Okay. Um, what started out as, you know, the upper part of the zone was, was being called, and then all of a sudden it was no more, and then the lower part of the zone started getting called. Uh, a lot. So uh, it was just, um, you know, and Will Smith, one of those guys that that kind of that kind of struggled with the whole strike zone mm-hmm. uh, that night. And yeah, it, it was tight. And, and again, you know, I think the strike zone should be exactly what they show you on TV. Now, they give you that on TV, but it's not really precise is what you would think. Mm-hmm. You know, the camera angle is looking from the side, uh, you know, so you know, you're not looking straight down like the pitcher's looking. Um, so I, I think the strike zone still should be wide. I still believe in the, the, the letters to the knees. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I believe in, and I think that's what should be called. But, again, you know, an umpire's looking at it a little different vantage point. Uh, you know, I, I told you before, if I was a little league umpire, I would always tell the kids and remind them, I'm going to have a wide strike zone, guys, so be swinging. Right. Uh, I want you to be swinging. I don't want you to make it up to me to whether or not I call you out. And that's kind of what's been, you know, happening in the majors. You're, you're leaving it up to the umpire to call you out. Um, and, and again, if it's close and you're swinging, I don't have a problem with that. Now, if it's a, a ball that's three feet out of the strike zone, I got a problem with that. Right. Uh, but if you're close and it's swinging, that's what I was always taught. You know, it's close, swing at it. Uh, you know, so anyway. We could we digress. We could go on with that. That could be another podcast talking about that. So true. <laughs> but I can't imagine the ball's moving so fast and it moves different directions. I can't imagine being an umpire and calling strikes and balls. I just that. Uh, yeah, I I have never uh, I've never been behind the plate, so I've never now I've stood out behind the, the second base, stood out behind the pitcher and called them for some scrimmage games. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's a great vantage point. Um, but I've always done bases. Uh, I don't mind doing bases. Um, so, um, you know, I, I, I'm always the type that would tell, you know, hey, if, you know, a guy slides in and you tag him up high and I call him safe, I'm going to tell you why. You know, mm-hmm. because you tagged him up high, he got in under you. You know, I was always, always that away. But uh, I didn't do a whole lot, but uh, never got behind the plate. So it's a different, a different job. We have a guy, we have a, 
Um, and, and hopefully, when if, if you ever make a trip up here, John, and get to see some games, maybe you'll get to see this guy uh, referee. He's an older gentleman. He's been around a long, long time. His name's Preston Brewer. Uh, and and he's, um, he's a very methodical either umpire or he's a football referee or he's a basketball referee, but he's very methodical. You know that Preston Brewer's out there because of all of the ways that he does his actions. Okay, but he's an old school umpire and he still brings the chest protector and holds it in front of him. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's how old school Preston Brewer is. But as he said before, you know, it gives him a good view of of the of the play. That's why he still uses it. So, uh, you know, Preston is is, and he's up in his 70s, by the way, still doing games. Oh, wow. Uh, And and so, no, we, we usually don't have a problem with Preston. Because he's been around a long time, he's seen a lot of good things. So, but it's a tough job being back there. Um, I, I I get as much on them as anybody, but I also know how tough it is being back there. Uh, and I definitely don't do it on the radio. Uh, I usually you know try to hold my tongue and hold my opinions because <laughs> I know it, it's tough. No, you just uh, and, text them to me. Yes, that's what I do. That's exactly right. Usually, what happens is. Um, you know, you, you, you this day and age, parents are are, are kind of the worst uh, of the wares, and that's why you don't find many umpires anymore, mm-hmm. or any referees, or anything. It's because parents have just made it into a into a bad game. So, uh, you know, I'm always uh, above if I make a bad call or something like that. You know, um, you know, I'll give myself a bad grade and and, and be able to say that. So, uh, but those guys have a tough job to do, and and um, you know, they 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 get paid and. And, um, you know, but, but they get the worst of it as well. Man, players do too if they're not having good years. You know, they're like, oh, we're paying you a lot of money. Why aren't you having a good year? So, uh, you know, there's a, I guess there's a reason they call them fanatics, right? Right. Uh, because they are that away. But anyway, we digress, you, right? You were saying uh, referees. I thought you were talking about Don. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. We digress, right? Getting back to the Braves. Uh, they did end up winning eight to seven. A little, little, um, on your edge of the seat, little clinching of the uh, hands. There. Oh, 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 stress. That's what you call it, right? <laughs> yes, 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 uh, yes. Um, and again, it's one of those where you can never score enough runs when you're in Colorado. No, uh, you know, three for each of them in the first inning. Uh, I think Charlie threw something like. 40 pitches in the first right. inning. Uh, and then and then we end up coming back getting three in the second, which was great. One in the fifth, one in the eighth, which ended up being the game winner because that one in the eighth was Acuna's homer. Uh, and and it's funny because I waited – we were waiting around to the last minute to go to church. And, oh, by the way, I just lived like two blocks from the church. Okay, so, so uh, Kenley was trying to finish the game up, and I just kept saying – Okay, well, here comes I, – I, I told – my son was sitting there, and he wasn't riding with us, which, you know, we only live two blocks, and he still doesn't want to ride with us to church. Um, <laughs> so he drove himself. Uh, so anyway, so, so Kenley – and so I said, okay, one more pitch, Mama, one more pitch. And that one pitch happened to be the one he grounds to Matt Olson, and Matt comes diving in and makes the play. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it was, a, it was a lot stressful. I, you know, I, I don't like I, – I, you know, I, again, in Colorado, anywhere else maybe I'm okay with. But, right. but in Colorado, you just can't score enough runs. You just can't. Um, and, you know, please, 
you know, please let's score, you know, 13 the other night. was I'm not sure 13 was safe. No. Uh, because you just never know what's going to happen. Uh, now, in extra innings, scoring all those runs, you know, I, I felt pretty comfortable. Uh, mm-hmm. But I knew one run wasn't going to do in extra innings. Uh, I knew we needed at least two. Give me two runs in extra innings. And the reason I say that is because two or three, uh, because if you get two runs, you can let that run and score at second base as long as you keep getting out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, get the first out, he advances to third. Get the second out, he advances home. And then you got nobody on base and you can do what, you know, you pitch and pitch and pitch. So right. uh, I, two runs in extra innings is fine. But in Colorado, it needs to be four or six. Uh, because, again, you never know what's going to happen there. Uh, and eight runs and Cunha's homer uh, was the 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 blow that ended up winning the game. I never would have thought that, but uh, you know, hey, it worked out. <laughs> What's up with former Braves slash Georgia related related players killing the Braves? Ha! <laughs> yes, Doc Peterson, uh, Freddie Freeman, mm. Charlie Blackman. Yeah, you know Blackman's a good hitter. Yes. Um, he just doesn't get that publicity. And I'm really surprised, John, that he's not gone from Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's he's probably the last of the guys uh, that that's not gone from Colorado. I'm really surprised. I wonder if he won't be on the trading block. Uh, they're not having a good year, by the way. Uh, they've really struggled. And, and, of course, they come in in a little bit of a losing streak, and they're stand, they stand at 23-31, and 31, and they're – pretty far out of the West already considering, you know, the, the Dodgers, the Giants, and the Padres are having great years. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if Charlie Blackman – and, oh, Charlie Blackman's been around a while, by the way. Yeah, he has. Uh, that's another guy that you don't realize. But I think the guy that can really help a team out. Uh, and I just wouldn't be surprised if he's not the next guy to go off that team uh, just because, um, you know, they they're – they're looking for something else like they most of the times they are anyway to begin with. So, you know, it's just tough pitching in Colorado. Um, and, and, and I think, you know, they're, they're going to look for some prospects and somebody's going to buy it. Somebody's going to take him. And I think he can, he could go help a team out. Probably the Yankees. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So yeah, he'll judge. He'll, you know, judge is going to get hurt. I can't believe he's played. Judge is having a great year, by the way. But Judge is one of those guys who tends to get hurt. So, Charlie Blackman might fit in well there, especially being a left-handed batter. And in that short porch, um, you know, in, at Yankee Stadium, he might fit in well there. So, just, you know, watch watch where watch where he goes. I, I, I suspect he'll be on the trading block. Yeah. I think the future is bright for the Rockies. They do have a decent farm system. So Yeah. Yeah. I, um, but, again, but, again, you're looking at pitching in Colorado. Uh, now I know they play. Look, you're gonna you're gonna say yes. They have uh, 81 games away from Coors Field, mm-hmm. but they also have 81 games there. So yeah. So you know you, you you split that up, and you can look at it the other side and say they're on the road 81 games, but they're at home 81 games. So and and your home record can your your road record. Okay, yes, it can be a winning record, and you look even the A's. Uh, coming in, by the way, they're seven and three in their last ten road games. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's great. But if you're Colorado and your home record is well under five hundred, that's not going to help you out. It right, you know, it's not going to help you out any at all. So, anyway, 
They're struggling. They're struggling. Yeah. So the Braves sweep the the Rockies, and now they're on a five game winning streak. Yeah, sweep five game winning streak. You know, we were just talking. They hadn't won. Okay, this is what gets me about the the, the weekend series with the Rockies. Mm-hmm. They hadn't won an extra inning game all year, by the way. Right. right. Okay. They were O for whatever. All right. They hadn't won three games in a row this mm-hmm. year. Nope. Uh, now they hadn't lost three games in a row, which is a good thing. Right. Well, Friday night, uh, lo and behold, um, that started the three game. That got them a three game winning streak. Right. And it went to extra innings, and they won it in extra innings for three games. And then they were looking for four game winning streak, and they won that one in extra innings. So, you know, some some weird things happening. And then, of course, they get their five game winning streak on on Sunday. So, so yeah, coming into this A series with a five game win streak, that's that's good stuff. And you come back home. Uh, mm-hmm. And you got the day off uh, yesterday. That's even better. After 17, you know, games, uh, whether it be at home or on the road, uh, that that had to be a tiring effort. But um, you know, the last five games, really, really good. And to be honest with you, they probably should be on a six-game win streak uh, uh, because six, they seven, they eight. lose that. Yeah, they lose that game in in Arizona that they never should have lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so yeah, they should be on it even more. But I'll take five. Uh, you know, I'll take it any day. They they get to about what eight and a half back of the Mets, so they gain some gains on the Mets, and the Mets still uh, on that West Coast swing. I believe it's the Padres is what they're playing. I so uh, they finish with the Dodgers and they finish with the Giants. I believe the Padres next up. So so again, chance to pick up some games, and that's exactly what the Braves did with this five game winning streak. That's the first time they've swept Colorado in a four-game series in Colorado, I believe. Okay, so more, so even more history there, right? I I believe I'm correct on that. I, I believe that's yeah. what. I'm... Yeah. Well, that's that's good. Uh, and and that game, you know that that eight to seven Sunday game, Acuna with another good game, four hits for him. Uh, you know, everybody hitting the ball. Uh, Darno and Michael Harris didn't have any hits. But everybody else is hitting the ball, and you know Charlie Morton got him to five, mm-hmm. uh, struck out eight, walked three, uh, which you know it didn't look like he was headed to five. By the way, right. um, but Dylan Lee came in again with a, a good game. Colin McHugh, Will Smith, a little bit of a struggle, and I just uh, again I wonder with Will Smith if that Colorado air might have something to do with it. Uh, but he struggled, and, and of course Kenley came in and almost uh, gave it away as well. But um, Anyway, it, it was it was good. The back end of the bullpen uh, was good again, even though they gave up three runs. I get that, but uh, you know we got out of the game and and on to the on to the A's. Um, now, before we uh, talk to you guys again, the Braves will play two games with the A's and one game with the Pirates, and we'll be yeah. back with you guys on Friday. Yep. Um, pitching tonight for the uh, Braves is. Kyle Wright pitching tomorrow yeah. in Anderson and pitching on Thursday against the Pirates will be Max Reed. Is what I yeah good a good uh, one two three punch there. Kyle Wright five and three two point four one ERA. Uh, Ian Anderson uh, four and three three point seven zero ERA. I think that's what that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I struggle reading my writing. Uh, and then Max with the five and two with a two point seven four. So uh, you know Cole Irvin going tonight for the A's. Tuesday night, two and uh, two and two, two point nine six ERA. 
And then uh, Capreelan going on on uh, Wednesday, zero and three with a six ERA. Oof. Uh, and and then uh, Brubaker going to go on uh, Thursday with the Pirates. He's zero and five with a four point seven zero ERA. So when you look at that, you look and you think, okay, winnable games, mm-hmm. uh, definitely winnable games. Uh, so uh, you know, keep the momentum going. You almost hate they got a day off yesterday because they had that momentum going, but they need the rest. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, these are definitely winnable games. And these are the times where you need to start putting a little bit more pressure on the Mets. Uh, you know, you go out – the Mets go out on that West Coast trip, and they, they did win some games. Um, and, and, you know, they, they go out there and they struggle. We gain some games and we get back and, uh, you know, playing teams – uh, in our division and maybe getting a chance to play the Mets to catch up. So, uh, you know, again, uh, these are games you need to win. Uh, yep. These are, again, those games of under 500 teams uh, that you need to win against. And we, by the way, in all this, you know, we we win our first extra inning game of the year. We in, get our first three-game winning streak, which has turned into a five-game winning streak. Mm-hmm. And now we're, over, now we're over 500 as well. Yep. Uh, and that's the first time since, uh, the 10th, 10th game of the year, uh, that we've been above 500. And so lo and behold, uh, that's even, that's a good thing too. Um, now Christian Pache is going to hit 10 home runs in the next two games. Well, that's former brave killing, killing the Braves. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Probably will. Uh, and as long as he does it with nobody on base and as long as we're winning, you know, great for him. Right. Yep. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, absolutely. And, and my favorite catcher in all of baseball, Shaylen Galeers, is still at Los, An- Las Vegas, so he will not be on the. Well, we can at least mention him. But you know, you do have a we we do have a reunion uh, as uh, you know the Braves' first baseman, uh, Matt Olson, played for Oakland mm-hmm. uh, and was uh, traded over due to the fact that we didn't re-sign Freddie Freeman. So, uh, so yeah, it's. Um, you know, there's there's a little bit of a reunion as well. It's going to be a fun series. Yeah, I think it is. Um, um, you know, Oakland is still Oakland. They're still going to be good. They're still going to throw the ball. But it's going to be good to be back home. And it is going to be good to be, you know, there at uh, Truist Park. And, and uh, you know, the battery's probably going to be jumping. And, and uh, I believe uh, tickets are uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 30-something percent off this week. Nice. Uh, so – and I believe from what I've looked to uh, see as far as uh, the crowd goes, uh, pretty good crowds, uh, it looks like, coming up for every game this week. Uh, so um, so it should be it should be good. So Truish and the battery should be rocking uh, the rest of the week. Is Bob Melvin still the Oakland manager? Bob Melvin is uh, not. Okay. Um, it is Mark Kotze that is the manager oh. of the A's. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Melvin moved on to the Padres. Oh, okay. Uh, now, if you remember, he did not manage in the series that we played the Padres because he had he was dealing with, I think, cancer. Oh, um, okay. And I think he got a good diagnosis. Everything was fine, but I believe that's what it was. Uh, you know, but he didn't manage. But, yeah, Bob Melvin moved on, and I believe that's Mark Kotze that is the manager of the A's. Yeah. Did he play for the Braves in the early 90s? Kotze, I can't even remember. That's um, – uh, he may have 
had his round of playing, but I believe he played for the A's as well. Oh, okay. uh, he may have played for a few teams. Uh, he did play for a few teams, but yeah, I think he still played. He played eight. I believe the A's were one of them. Yeah. But I believe he also got around as well. Well, Jeremy, that's, that's all I got for here. You got anything else to add? No, I'm, I'm done. Let's, you know, let's, let's go out and let's continue uh, doing, uh, be interesting what the lineup's going to be tonight. You know, lineups kind of changed a little bit, but mm-hmm. um, you know, everybody's getting settled in wherever they're hitting. Uh, so uh, I, it should be a lot of fun uh, for these next few games. And I, I, I want to see again, that good pitching. Uh, let's see if we can get to seven, eight innings, uh, give that bullpen a little bit of a break. Uh, and uh, let's, let's go out and get some runs and get some wins. Well, guys, we should be back in your ears sometime Friday. Um, we really appreciate you listening to the podcast. You can follow the podcast at Ethos Braves on Twitter. You can follow myself at The Blind Donkey Runner. And Jeremy, as old as he is, you can follow him on Facebook. Absolutely. I'm on. I'm still on Facebook. I'm glad somebody handles the Twitter account. I, I'm not even on Twitter. That's kind of sad, isn't it? So, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sad. Um, <laughs> you're sure on Twitter. Yeah. Thanks, John. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming with me and coming on this adventure. And um, everybody, until next time, go Braves. Go Braves.